the book of James for a pretty good while, and we finally finished that up, and we are beginning a new series tonight, hallelujah, amen. can't get my, uh, I don't have control of my, hmm. I guess you're going to have to go up top because it's not, um, not even showing up. I got it now. <laughs> after, <laughs> after you crawled and went upstairs, amen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. We want to welcome those that um, um, are watching by means of the internet tonight through the live stream. We hope. I um, pray that um, you'll be able to pick it up. We've been having some difficulties with that over the past few weeks, and Chris has been working uh, overtime trying to get get it straightened out. So we'll, uh, those of you that's watching, if you can hear it clear, we'd appreciate you making a comment. Um, sounds good or, um, or, or whatever, and we know what we need to continue to do. Um, I'm going to be um, teaching uh, from a series that I've titled Rooted, Growing Deep and Standing Tall. Growing Deep and Standing Tall. Um, I honestly believe, now there's always a few exceptions to every rule, but I honestly believe the majority of people who come to Christ and make a make an effort to start serving the Lord, uh, I, I honestly believe the majority intends to follow through and serve the Lord. I really do feel that way. But if that be the case, we have to wonder why there's so many people who make a start but then fall by the wayside. Um, I was looking back uh, to uh, the records of um, those that I have baptized just since we've been in this new building and you'd be amazed. They're not here now. 
We had one Sunday, uh, one Sunday, a couple years back, where we baptized. I baptized seven people in one service. Uh, but then you wonder what's happened, and I believe the whole issue is going to. We're going to find out the, the problem and what I'm going to be teaching about in the next few weeks. Those who fall by the wayside fall astray because they never get rooted and grounded Amen. in the church. Amen. Amen. Um, a lot of people don't see the importance of being rooted and grounded. But uh, you're not going to survive just like a tree's not going to survive. If the tree gets uprooted, it's going to die. And I, I, I'm sorry, I don't, I, don't, I don't mean to mess you up or nothing like that, but... Um, if you're trying to live for God and be a Christian and try to make, make heaven your home and you don't have a home church and you're, you're not under the umbrella of a, um, the leadership of a pastor sent by God, you're not going to go very far. And I'm not magnifying a man there. I'm just, I'm just telling about the office, what God has called. Uh, and um, there's several things that we have to be rooted in that we're going to be getting into as we uh, we study our service. Now, our, um, our lesson tonight, um, I've titled this lesson, The Key to Spiritual Growth and Survival. The Key to Spiritual Growth and Survival. Um, there will be two... Um, issues in the forefront of your mind. Number one, how am I going to survive this? How am I going to continue? But also, how am I going to grow? I'm, I'm sorry about this. But if you're on the same spiritual level tonight that you was two years ago, you're not in the perfect will of God. And I know some people hadn't made a change in 20 years. Sometimes we, we think it's a compliment when we make about people, well, praise God, brother so-and-so, I've known him for 40 years and he ain't changed one bit in 40 years. That's really not a compliment. Spiritually speaking, it's not. I want people to look at me and, and say, Brother Sam has changed. He's grown. He don't fly off the handle near as much as he used to. It's been many years since I pulled up to a traffic light and was in an argument with Sister Darlene and... Uh, opened my door and got out of the car and started walking down the road and left her sitting in the car at the traffic light. It's been many years since something like that has happened. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. We all, we all got issues that we have to overcome and deal with, but you're not going to never overcome and deal with them if you don't get rooted. We have to be rooted. Now, the scripture text that I have got down uh, uh, for tonight is found in the book of Jeremiah. 17th chapter, and um, going to be reading verse um, uh, 7 and 8. And this is what it reads like. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spread out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh. Think about that now. But her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Now, we're talking somebody right here that's living in the perfect will of God. Not the permissive will of God, but the perfect will of God. Amen. So, what is the key to this? What is the key to spiritual growth and survival? Now, as we look out on the beauty of nature and the creative handiwork of God, it's not difficult to understand that all plant life from bushes to trees depend on a strong root system for growth and survival. Amen. Everything depends on the root system for maintaining a long, healthy lifespan. Amen. Now we're talking just in the in the plant world there in uh, in the natural natural world. As believers in Jesus Christ, it is no different. Amen. As believers in Jesus Christ, it's no different. We are like trees and plants in the garden of the Lord. Our spiritual growth and survival depends solely on how well we are rooted and if our roots are near our dependable source of water. Spiritually speaking, I'm talking about the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Now let's note the following excerpt of a passage of Scripture in Isaiah um, when Jesus went to the synagogue when he started um, his earthly ministry, um, he got up, you'll remember, he, he opened up the scroll from Isaiah, and he began to read where he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. Uh, everybody knows that. 
uh, that verse. This is the ending of that verse. I did not put it all down at the same time and because this right here in verse 3 is what I'm focusing on. These are the ones who, uh, who have heard the preaching of the word, heard the word preached to them. He's offered them beauty for ashes and, and all those things. Then he says that they might be called, what? Trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Hallelujah. Amen. This passage informs us of three important facts. There's three important facts in that scripture. And I'm going to leave that scripture up there, Isaiah 61 and 3. There are three important facts you should be always, we should always think about. Number one, we are trees of righteousness. Amen. God's people are trees of righteousness. Now, a lot of people are throw, throw righteousness out the window nowadays. A lot of people don't think righteousness is important. But you know what, Brother Paul? Righteousness, it just means living right. Let me just give you a simple down-home terminology, just living right. It really don't matter a whole lot what we do in here if it don't, if, if it don't match up and equal to what we do out there. Amen. Amen. We are trees of righteousness. God expects his people to live right, to do right, to walk right. Should I keep on? <laughs> to talk right, to dress right. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Man, I just don't have that conviction. Let me burst another bubble. If it's in the Word of God, something that I should do or should not do, God could care less whether I'm convicted over it or not. If He's already put it in His Word, don't expect the Holy Ghost to come down here and get you by the arm and shake you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We are trees of righteousness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, trees of right doing, right living. Amen. The second thing in that verse we should always remember, we are the planting of the Lord. The planting of the Lord. You know what that means? Whatever work that is in you, God originated it. He is the author 
and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. Sister Darlene, I think uh, I'm right on this. This goes along with a post that she made about the Lord making us. You remember what it, what I'm referring to? Uh, if you're in the Lord's garden, He planted you. You didn't plant yourself. He's the one that planted you. What did He say? You did not choose me, I chose you. The Bible says that we are the workmanship of the Lord. Hallelujah. We are the planting of the Lord. If I'm God's planting, what makes me think I've got the right to do what I want to do? Amen. Man, there is so much deviation from the truth of God's word nowadays. Uh, Lord of mercy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just was to go ahead. If God made you female, you got no business trying to turn yourself into a male. God made you a male, you ain't got no business trying to turn yourself into a female. Bless God, hallelujah. But you go ahead. Glory to God. And you stand before the judgment throne of God one day. And you stand before him and you don't change yourself into something what he created you. And he starts shaking his, uh, scratching his head. My Lord. You see, you know what it all boils down to? All of this stuff, all this stuff together. They're trying to take the control completely away from God. They want to run their own lives. I could care less what God wants. That's what a lot of people think. Amen. But they're going to wake up too late one of these days, aren't they? And then the third thing that we get out of this scripture is that everything we have, everything we are, and everything we will become is A-double-L all for His glory. Notice how the, how the Scripture, what the Scripture says. That He might be glorified. Hallelujah. We are the trees of the Lord. He has planted us in His garden. Everything that we are, everything that we will become is not to build you up, but to give glory to Him. Hallelujah. 
And if you want to get rooted in God, to where you're going to survive and you make it all the way to the end, and you're going to grow spiritually, you're going to, you're going to remember these and you're going to rehearse them every day, in your, every day of your life. That you're a tree of righteousness, you're a planet of God, and everything you have, everything you own, everything you do is for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Amen. When you get up when the sun rises tomorrow, your main focus tomorrow is not to go out and make a living. Your main focus is to think about what can I do today to bring glory to my Savior. Amen. That's what should be your chief aim and motive in life. Amen. Not to see what all you can get and what all you can gain. Because none of that stuff is going to amount to anything when you face God face to face. Hallelujah. Okay. We're going to move on just a little bit further. The scripture that I read at the beginning in Jeremiah, now let me look at that again. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when he cometh. But her leaves shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. I'm talking about spiritual growth and survival. And here's the keys, part of the keys. We got to put our trust in God. Don't trust in yourself. Don't trust in man. You got to trust in God. Blessed is the man that trusteth in Washington, D.C. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Republican Party, the Democrat Party. Mm. Blessed is a man who trusts in the company they work for. You go ahead and work yourself to death for that company. You think that they're going to appreciate it, but when you fall over dead, they're just going to kick you out of the side and put somebody in there to take your place and keep on. Hey, it's the truth anyhow. Amen. You need you need to you you need to focus your attention on the Lord God. What I learned the hard way a long time ago when when we were young and starting out, and I had to repeat it all the time, that God is my source. Hallelujah! What a blessing to know that this talking this is trusting God. You need to know that God is your source. It ain't the people you work for. It ain't the country you live in, and I believe America's, with all the problems, still the best country on earth. 
But I put my trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. I count on him. I may have been born at night, but not last night. So that lets me know that anything in this world, along with anybody, is capable of letting me down. And I have been there. What about you? I have been there. But I challenge you to show me a time where God will ever let you down. He won't do it. So if you put your trust in him, you're going to be blessed. If you put your hope in him, you're going to be blessed. Now we're going to get back to the other scripture that we read because it blends in right here. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth her roots by the river. You know, a, a tree that's planted by the river or a water source can survive a whole lot better, uh, Brother Douglas, if it goes through a, a dry spell where it don't rain for a while. Amen. I mean, you can go out sometimes and and you can check things out a lot of times and things that are further away from a source of water is not as green as those plants and trees and things that are close to a river or a, a water source of some type. Now, the Bible lets us know that water is the type of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And when we plant ourselves and we are planted by the river, we get planted and we get rooted deep in the Spirit of God, in the Holy Ghost of God, you have got a source that you can depend upon when things get dry. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. I've been with people who were hurting and their heart was broken because of the passing of a loved one. And I've, I've, been, I've been with many families down through the years. Man, I could, I could not tell you the families that I've been through as long as I've been in the ministry. And when I am with somebody who's heartbroken and they are weeping, number one, I've learned, I don't care what kind of clever words I could come up with, my words ain't going to help that person. There are times in your life that somebody's words just ain't going to mean much to you. It's not going to carry a lot of weight. So there have been a lot of times when this person is grieving. i tell you why I start praying. If I know that person's a child of God, if I know that they got the Holy Ghost, I start praying. I said, Lord, you let the Holy Ghost take over in them. Let your spirit begin to minister to them. 
And brother, it'll do it every time. Hallelujah. That's having your roots planted by the river. You got things are dry around you. I mean, you ain't got no rain. Amen. In a long time, but thank God you were planted by a river and your roots uh, roots is is spread out there and you can get a hold, you can tap into that Holy Ghost. Glory to God. And it gives you everything that you need. Speaking in tongues is the least of my glory about having the Holy Ghost. It's all the other things that comes with the Holy Ghost. It makes it so sweet and makes it so real. It will guide you and lead you in all truth. Be a comforter to you. Hallelujah. We will survive droughts and bear fruit. I'm going to end by taking you to one more scripture. The Bible says by the mouth of two or three witnesses let every word be established. I've read about trees and the planting of the Lord in Jeremiah, Isaiah. Now we're going to go to Psalms. Chapter 1, verse 1. Now we're talking about keys of spiritual growth and survival. You want to know the Bible lets you know how you can live a prosperous life. Hallelujah. God's concerned about your prosperity. Amen. He's concerned about your prosperity. He wants you to prosper. He wants you to, he said not only have life, but what have it more abundantly. How does all that happen? Look at this. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. If you need an answer for something, you're trying to make a decision, do not go to an unbeliever for your advice. Never go to somebody that's not Holy Ghost filled to get advice. You're a child of God filled with the Holy Ghost yourself. You don't need to be talking to the world. They will lead you astray. They may have a a good motive, but they'll lead you astray if they're not being led by God. Hallelujah. So blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. I've known people when they're trying to, when they're wanting a, a question answered about what they need to do about a certain thing, they'll go to this one and that one and that and over there. They'll keep going to uh, the different ones until they finally find somebody that they know will agree with them. Hello. I've had people come to me. Brother Sammy, what do I need to do about this? You come to me for counsel. I'm not going to open up a psychology book. 
Amen. I'm not going to open up one of Ziegler's books. I'm not saying everything he said. I mean, he, evidently he's been, he, he's been able to do something himself. I'll, I'll say that. But when people come to me for counseling, I don't, I, I don't give them worldly advice. And a lot of times I tell them, I says, now look, the only counsel I can give you is going to come from this right here. Hallelujah. And I, I give them counsel according to the word of God. And some of them received, but some of them, they didn't, like, they didn't like what pastor said, so they went somewhere else, talked to somebody else that's not quite as spiritual, talked to somebody else that's got one foot in the world and one, you know, straddling the fence. Oh, I'm, I'm glad I come to you. Yeah, down deep inside, you already had your mind made up what you wanted to do anyway, and what you wanted to do was not follow the Word of God. Mm-mm. So don't, don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners. Now, this is misinterpreted a whole lot. This ain't talking about being a, in, in a sinner's way that wants to get saved, that ain't what it's talking about. Standing in, in, in the way of sinners mean that you're, you're walking down the same path as a sinner. Hello, somebody. Amen. You're, you're in the same path as, as a sinner. Somebody, somebody's not living right. If you've got a child of God and you've got a, uh, somebody that's never come to God, and they both walk in the same direction, doing the same thing, headed the same way. Something's wrong. You got that scripture in, in your Bible? Uh, Psalms 1. Now let me know when you turn to it. Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doeth he meditate day and night. This is my last scripture. And he, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. Remember we read something similar in another scripture. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. That's what the book says. Uh, Psalms 1 and 1. Yeah, well, that's, 
that yeah, that's that, you. You give me what I wanted. So, we're talking about the key to spiritual growth and survival. Church, in this hour in which we're living, it's important that you get rooted and grounded. And we're going we're going to be talking about this for a few weeks to come. What you want to do is grow deep so you can stand tall. Amen. Let's all stand together. Let's bow our heads and thank God for this service. Father, we come tonight, we thank you and we praise you for your love and grace. Thank you for your word. I pray, God, that each and every one of us, God, will begin a new day tomorrow by thinking about that we need to be 